0: What up? Uh... Welcome back to Letting It All Hang Out. It's Haley Kalani. Reminder, this podcast is about bringing together a community of badass individuals that make me want to get out and live my life to the fullest. Today's wild guest is Trav Bell. He's the world's number one bucket list expert, and as a self-appointed bucket listologist, Trav helps people live their bucket list before it's too late. His unique life engagement message really wakes you up, stops groundhog days and helps you to experience more fulfillment in your life. He says a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our business plan or career plan should fit into that life plan, not the other way around. No one practices what they preach more than Trav. His crazy, globetrotting adventures are contagious, they're hilarious, and they're always fresh. He's the author of the best-selling book, The My Bucket List Blueprint. He's a TEDx thought leader, a certified speaking professional, and is also the founder and CEO of The Bucket List Coaches, who are now on a mission to help 10 million bucket listers tick it before you kick it. Before Trav became the bucket list guy, he founded and franchised a chain of personal training studios across Australia, since starting with one client, he and his team went to do over 2 million personal training sessions and motivated tens of thousands of clients. This is why Trav is now regarded as one of the world's most in-demand motivational speakers. So without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Yo, hey Stoked to be on your show. Thanks so much. Yes. I don't have to really do anything now. You've said it all, so yeah, goodbye. Um.
0: <laughs> yes. No, awesome.
1: Funny... Awesome. Stoked to be on.
0: Yeah, clearly you've done so many incredible things throughout your lifetime, and I'm sure we're going to get into more because details I'm, I'm, about I'm that. I'm old.
1: Look at the grace. I'm old. I'm old. That's why.
0: <laughs> you've experienced a, a good amount. I, yeah. I'm sure that you've probably always had that like urge to get out and like live that dream that you have but like where did this all start like what were you doing what kind of mischief or shit did you get into as a kid that led you to become who you are today well it's
1: actually funny it's actually funny you should mention that because i just have a thought and i don't mention this very often highly is I because I started my personal training business like back in the like when I was 20 you know 21 I think I started I registered my first business when I was 21 in third year university I did a physical education degree started personal training back in the early 90s in here in Australia when there wasn't an industry like there is now so I was one of the first kind of personal trainers running around Melbourne here in Australia and um I trained. I, yeah, that's probably a reason why I do what I do. Because I trained a lot of people. I personally trained a lot of people. Some who were very wealthy. Some celebrities and that sort of thing. And I, I guess I bore witness to, and I, and I was, you know, literally in their day to day as their personal trainer of people who were really stressed out, people who were living on medication of of um, antidepressants going through, you know going through all sorts of different things. and I really got exposure to a lot of different kinds of people, it really early on in life. So I guess my coaching started, you know kind of started in my in my first personal training business and exposure to a lot of different a lot of different people. and a lot of stressed out people, to be honest, that weren't necessarily, yeah, you know, I was some very happy, but some not not happy, you know, on the on the treadmill of life of their own making. You know, some people were in uh, like partners of law firms and accountancy firms who were on the treadmill, just didn't know how to how to get off it. And I guess on reflection, that, you know, the exposure to that sort of led me to want to help more and more people like that. And but um, I'm sort of also talking about my dad here too. Like I'm always talking about about how to help people really have, or should I say, experience more meaning, purpose and fulfilment in their life and, and overall be happier. My dad, for instance, worked in the same job from the age of 16 through the age of uh, retirement as a fitter and turner, as like a mechanic, not necessarily into what he was doing. Sure, there was a few challenges that he enjoyed getting, getting his hands dirty with, but overall he wasn't overly happy and he and I have traveled since his retirement and he's admitted to me that he wasn't overly happy and there's a lot of people like in America for instance 87% of people who go to work every single day are what they call disengaged 87% of people are disengaged like 87% of people don't like what they do they're not into what they're doing on a day-to-day basis like well, that's not the meaning of life. That's, we, we, crazily, we live in this kind of delayed gratification society, I'll be happy when syndrome, waiting for the perfect time or someday to come around, which ain't the day of the week. And that's why I sort of created, well, well, it found me, I guess, getting out of personal training, going into someone called me, calling me the bucket list guy, which is what happened 10 years ago. So I put on a seminar after all the stuff that i would learned, had my own little breakdown before breakthrough moment with depression came out the other side of, you know, learning NLP, positive psychology, all this sort of stuff. And I I packaged it all up, put it in put it, put it in on a seminar. And someone at the end of it called me the bucketless guy because of all the crazy stuff I'd done. I went home that night and registered the bucket List guy dot com and I've been doing that for the last 10 years.
0: Ah, that's so crazy how life works out like that and how so many different things from your childhood and just other experiences and things that, you know, your father has said to you has led to these moments. One thing that you said that really stood out to me was that the, I'll be happy when like we have this delayed gratification of like, I'll be happy when X, Y, Z. It's so fascinating because we also in our day to day life have such short-term gratification. Like we want something instantly. We want to have this like moment of, I mean, gratification, of course, from something that we do. And so it's this tension of, okay, I want to be, I want to get to, you know, Z. I'm starting at A. I want to get to Z. But one, how do I do that? And in in I think in our short-term gratification mind, how do I do that as fast as possible? And so maybe And I'm sure you have insight on this. Is it because we are just trying to take too much at one time? Like what's happening there? Why do we stop ourselves?
1: Well, that's a really good question. Really good insight, Harry, because um, we're we're taught like our our whole like retirement, you know, in in America is 401k, you know, like like your, your whole retirement, the whole system is built to be happy when, you know, happy later on in life. If you ask most people what their goals are, the most in Australia it's like you know get a house pay for pay off the house put the kids through school do a bit of travel when I'm older mm-hmm. and, possibly, and possibly sicker mm-hmm. you know the whole system is built on this is on retirement you look at you go to any accountant any financial planner it's all about later on mm-hmm. estate planning through you know with, with solicitors it's all about later on so the disturbing part of all this, and that's all well and good. Delayed gratification is great, and we've got to sacrifice. But people are sacrificing their happiness now mm-hmm. to enjoy life. You know, and, and the real here's the stats: depression, anxiety, suicides, youth suicides, the overprescription of antidepressants. You know, the stat that I mentioned before of disengagement, not let alone at work, but in life. We've even now got this thing highly called the loneliness epidemic. Mm-hmm. which is the adverse effect of social media. Now this was already at, a, at crazy levels. You throw COVID and lockdowns and everything else on top of that, yeah. these stats are now at alarming rates. So something's broken, something's broken with these stats rising, at like, and they're rising, even though we all suffer from infobesity. You'll love that word. Infobesity, there's so much choice on this smorgasbord called Google that, um, we, and we're getting pinged and notified and subscribed to and we've got too much information going, going on right now that, that it's overwhelming. And my first coaching advice to most of my clients is turn off your notifications, unsubscribe to everything, pick a goal and then only allow that information in to your field of vision every single day. Because otherwise, we're, just, we're, we're our distraction muscle is uh, super strong. Oh, yeah. And it, we're getting distracted, and, and so we're not focusing in on, we're not decreasing the noise and increasing the focus on the things that really matter to us, that give us the meaning, the purpose and fulfillment, and most importantly, gratitude. All of what I teach over the last 10 years, it pretty much, the- the main foundation of what I teach is positive psychology. But I've just put this kind of bucket list brand over the top of it to make it more uh, palatable. And so positive psych is unlike regressive, typical regressive psychology where someone you've got to get, as a psychologist, they've got a deficiency in something and you want to help them go back in the childhood, uncover belief systems, whatever, get them normal again. But, you know, in society, they, today, and that's all well and good for, for patients, but who the hell wants to be normal, right? Yeah. Especially when you go into companies, we want to be extra normal. We want to go, it's performance-based psychology and that's what positive psychology is all about, identifying the strengths, what, uh, the strengths, not the weaknesses, the strengths, the things that give us meaning, purpose and fulfilment and more, more gratitude um, in life and, and getting people to do more of that. That. And that's what this whole bucket, this concept, is really about, um, which is which is what I detailed in the book. And but that a lot of people don't know that. But it needs some explanation. So I know that positive psychology and these principles fly in the face, and they can fix the problem that I've just outlined in those in those you know, scary um, statistics around depression, mental health, and it's one of the only ways to really really give people an honest solution. And I really built this for the former me, you know, who was going through depression. I wanted a way out, but instead of just putting a a Band-Aid over the top in terms of an antidepressant drug, I wanted to get to the psychology of what, the root cause of what I was going through. So I kind of built this for me, but 10 years later, it's helped a truckload of other people in the same situation
0: when we do that too it makes us feel so much more powerful and more capable like when we get to the root of that positive psychology and we're able to eventually do that Mm -hmm. for ourselves i'm sure that feeling is so liberating and one thing that you said that stood out um you were talking about like you you tell your one of the first things you tell your clients is shut off your notifications unsubscribe to the bullshit like just Get off of social media, at least for the time being, I can imagine a lot of people having boom, like a ton of resistance to that, but they want, you know, they see the end result that they want and they, they have that motivation inside to get there. But when is that motivation not enough? Or like, what is that thin line that they're writing that they just need to cross over to actually get over that resistance that they are feeling because we've been conditioned to feel it?
1: The shit thing about being a human being is we need pain to make this move, all right? That's the shit thing. Uh, there's only a chosen few that can see the vision, see the sunset, and no matter their circumstance, they go get it, all right? But for the rest of us, they need to be, you know, they need to go through some pain of some description, whether it be a relationship breakdown, whether it be having no money, whether it be, you know, being, you know, fat and unloved whether it be, uh, God, whatever, you know, business business going bankrupt or, or, you know, and I wouldn't wish that upon anyone or a mental health breakdown. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. But, you know, like th- this is the thing, you know, the whole bucket list concept has got a negative connotation around it because it's about the movie was about two guys that get given a cancer diagnosis and then they wrote a bucket list. It's Fucking stupid. Look, like, and I've based my whole career on it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's about two blokes that get given a cancer diagnosis. and then, But unfortunately, we need that level of pain. We need to be get, be, for the majority, we need to get given a use by date for us to get off our ass and go get. It. Like how much more of a slap across the face of a wake up call do you need to do this? So mm-hmm. my whole mission, is to wake people up before they get given a use by date or before Mm. they get that slap or, you know, and it it gives people enough tools to go out and at least get curious about it and then go out and start, I guess, living versus existing. Start living by design rather than by default. But you can't, this is not for everyone because I know through coaching uh, many people, whether it be one to many from the stage or whatever, that people need a level of unhappiness or discomfort at some level or wanting a thirst to want more in their lives from to actually change. If, you, if I sat here and you were going through no pain at the moment and you weren't, you, you weren't coachable and I was like, oh, oh this book's unreal, you know, you, you, you need to read this book, you should, you must, you need to, you have to, and, you're, and you haven't gone through any pain, you're not open to learning about this stuff. You're not. Mm -hmm. But if you've had a little breakdown before breakthrough or a confusion before clarity kind of moment and you've had that epiphany is like, all right, well, here I am now and here's where I want to be and I, I need to close this gap. Now I'm more, you know, and I'm pissed off about my current situation. Now I'm more open to being coached. I'm more willing to get a coach or read a book or go to the event or whatever it is. You can't coach someone that doesn't want to be coached. You know, so it falls on deaf ears. So the the whole thing about getting change out of someone from a psychological point of view, people have to opt in to the appointment with the psychologist, mm-hmm. or they have to buy the book, or they have to action action something at least take that first step, and then you know that they say that they know that fifty percent of the problems already solved by people waving the white flag and going, Yeah, I need to outsource, I need to get some experts in, I need some help on this one. Mm-hmm. But our ego sometimes gets in the way, or we we haven't we haven't, you know, got enough pain for us to get to that level of admittance, if you know what I mean. So it sucks, but that's a reality.
0: Yeah, I I totally uh, see that level of Pain where you're like, I just wish I could speak to everybody, but if they're not ready yet, can't help them. But for those people who are, I just
1: want to add to that. When I first started this journey, sorry, I was, you know, because I I went through, I went through um, my own battle with depression. And uh, work, trying to work out the psychology, I'd come back from walking on fire or hugging out and high-fiving with strangers and, and, you know, bending, breaking the boards, bending the, you know, breaking the arrows, bending the bar, you know, all that personal development kind of stuff mm-hmm. at these seminars. And I'd come back or read a book and i have this big aha kind of moment. And I'd be like, oh, you need to come to the next one. And everyone was going, oh, no, that's a cult. Dude, just chill. You know, that's your stuff. And I realised there's a couple of things there that I realised really quickly that people were very resistant to it, and that's that's the shit thing about the personal development industry. People can come out of these things eight foot bulletproof, mm-hmm. and and then just go, oh, you should, you must, you have to do. But most of the people aren't aren't where you were at before you went. So um, I realised really quickly that I wasn't the example that I was actually. Well, I wasn't living. You know the message in myself, so I had to, and I realised that people were just like, "No, I'm not ready yet," and so I just should have shut up, went about my thing, changed myself, and then it's funny when you sort of change yourself and be the example. It's amazing how many people then get attracted to that who need who need to actually who want to change within themselves. Mm. So the good thing about social media and decreasing the noise and increasing the focus on who you want to you know, maybe emulate or model is you can find them really easy and find out their psychology, read, you know, read their autobiographies or whatever and understand the psychology of what got them from here to here. So at the end of the day, you know, and that's an accelerated learning technique as well.
0: Yeah, it's all—it's all about really meeting people where they're at and having that transformation yourself and being that example, as you said, and surrounding yourself. If you, if you are, you know, on the opposite end of this, surrounding yourself with people who can be those good examples for you to show you, hey, this is not only possible, but it's probable for you if you just take these right steps. Yeah. And when you're ready, we can meet you there. I think that mm-hmm. for the people who have sort of woken up and realized, you know what. I am missing a lot of things in my life. I do want to go out and tick off stuff from my bucket list. I do want to create one. We get locked up because it's a constant practice, right? Like it's not like a one and done, you're awakening, you're good forever. It's something that like shit creeps up on you again, and you have to really work through it every so often. It's so easy to make excuses and that's all that they are. It was like excuses of, I don't want, or I can't, or it's too hard because, or whatever it may be. How do, mm. how, do how do we nicely tell people that excuses are bullshit?
1: Uh, look, that's probably why I got out of personal training because I was on the vehicle slapping people, uh, which is probably not even a PR exercise. Look, I'm different. I, I'm very, very. I'm not a motivational speaker, even though the, the intro says I'm a motivational speaker. That's the that's the category. That, but I just speak about the truth, mm-hmm. and and I, I I guess I've built that I don't give a fuck muscle pretty solidly over the last <laughs> ten years. Um, I'd hate to say because because the, I haven't you know as a speaker especially I haven't got enough time to just add padding. You know, I'm there. I'm there at a conference for you know talking on stage. And it's like, all right, I've got 45 minutes. I've got an hour with you. I'm going to disrupt the shit out of you right now for you to for one to get get your attention and and get you to listen. Hopefully, I'll be able to upload some you know some new version of software um, in the next in the next little bit that we've got. And, 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 and hopefully, you'll, you'll do something with it. I know a lot of people who see, you know, people like speakers and this sort of thing who do get eight foot and bulletproof but do fuck all afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really scary. But just calling it out and, and not calling it out on other people, but calling it out on yourself. I would, you know, there's, there's victim and victor, all right? You're playing above or below the line. Victims in society... Use blame, use excuses, blame the world and everyone else but themselves. Use excuses for everything else um, as to why that, and also denial. Yeah. You know, no, nah, I'm, 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 I'm just going through a stage at the moment. I'm not fat. No, nah, dude, you're fucking fat. All mm-hmm. right? You, you know it and I know it. All right? Look at your bank account. You are poor. but People can't handle it. It's ego. There you go, there you go. You're in a bad marriage. Your relationship sucks. You know it and I know it. You just can't admit it to yourself yet.
0: Mm.
1: Play above the line, which is a really, really freeing way to be. And I've had to learn this. And by the way, our internal dialogue oscillates between victim and victim or victor and victim all day, every day too. You know, but you just got to catch yourself out. Use it as a trigger to catch yourself out and then switch to the alternative, which is above the line. See, a victor is someone that takes, you know, is accountable to themselves, takes 100% responsibility over their lot in life. And most importantly, they own their life, they own everything, they own their decisions. So if you see you know even in the in the shittest of circumstances, you've still got the power of choice. You can say, well, shit does happen and and it does, and I'm owning that. i'm I'm owning how I'm talking to myself even in the worst of situations. okay? So people can own every single situation and and people get tested all the time, but I think complete ownership over every decision and your lot in life and your results in life, That's the harsh reality. That's the truth. And people, people, the sooner people get to that, the better.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's so crucial to not sugarcoat things that are this important. And Mm -hmm. I would say that, yeah, this whole topic of breaking free from whatever bullshit ties that we have to us is so important because I mean, it's, everything that you preach about, but I can't say this enough. We only have one chance. The one chance to do this the way that we want to do it. And you mentioned something before. Well, I guess this makes me think of, you have to have a pretty high level of awareness because that victor and victim that thin line Mm. that we ride across and we oscillate between each and every day Mm. to catch yourself, like you Mm. said, to recognize that trigger. I'm I'm having a victim mentality right now. And that awareness, how do we cultivate more of that awareness to say, no, first of all, this is what I'm feeling like. And I'm going to choose to change the direction of this thinking.
1: You're just seriously about catching yourself out from saying that to yourself when you're by yourself It's what you say to yourself when you're by yourself, which really matters. It's so, like, oh, there's my default behaviour, you know. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. <laughs> you know that 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 shit's been imprinted from I don't know how long. But awareness comes. Awareness comes. There's a whole heap of different writing exercises to make make the process and the recognition of maybe those triggers that that bring your awareness to a situation. If you if you haven't got awareness over your situation, how you react to different situations and circumstances around different people, then you're just going to unconsciously go about your life and just, you know, go, why does this always happen to me? Why am I in this situation again? You know, so there's, there's a little bit, and that's why people get coaches on and to bring awareness, as you know, bring awareness to those sort of situations. And for a lot of us, it's just about catching ourselves out and being aware of what those triggers are. So, and, and everything can be changed. You know, the whole, the whole thing about um, this, this whole bucket list concept is about helping people take charge of their life and be a victor in their life. But don't, don't get me wrong, we are human beings. We've actually, you know, we're actually reptilian brain. We're, we're hardwired to, to keep ourselves safe and to say, don't go there, don't say yes to that, don't put yourself out there in public through fear of humiliation because the reptilian brain is like, let's just keep you safe so you keep reproducing and we keep bringing a human race, mm-hmm. all right? So don't, don't, don't do all, all this crazy bucket list stuff because it's fear, 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 maybe for some people and it's stretching that comfort zone. So you're always going to have, you know, our, our natural holding back mechanism going on. Mm-hmm. But it's what you do in the face of that that really matters. But it doesn't define you. But even the most motivated and inspired person, Anthony Robbins, you know, who we all know, he's a human being. He has shit days. He's not always like living in this rainbows and unicorns fucking utopian world. Yeah. He's, You know, we're, we're human beings. We're not always motivated. And there's different kind of levels of motivation. But I think it's our ability to be resilient and, and pick ourselves up and recognise those triggers and then bounce upwards, mm. you know, above the line once again.
0: Yeah, I love that. I th- I think you're totally right that it is in our nature to be able to be resilient and bounce back up from situations and switching gears a bit because it makes me think of our innate nature is resilience but our re- reptilian brain through the shit that we've experienced in the past is sort of making us live this unconscious conscious life. Mm. And one thing that I'm sure you incorporate a lot of and I don't know if you call it this but is like play and fun. And just pure joy, like doing mm-hmm. stuff that your inner child would be stoked about. And yeah. how do you incorporate that into what you teach people without them being like, oh, that's so frivolous. That's what like kids do yeah. without thinking that it's annoying or it's going to take away from something that they've been doing.
1: Look, one of the quotes that I'm quoted on probably more than anything is this. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. So if you let that actually sink in, you'll see why these statistics are climbing, right? There's a lot of people. When you, you know, like I, I am a little bit older, admittedly. When you get the marriage, you get the 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 wife and kids or, or whoever, um, you get, You're a statistic. you you got the mortgage. You know, a lot of people literally go, "Oh, that's it." All right, I've got the American dream. I've got the you know I've got the job, I'm secure, I'm safe. But then it's like, well, why are these stats going up then? You know if you've got the dream you know like so people are um some people aren't, some people are dissatisfied with their current lot in life. One thing going on what you said, Haley, one thing that I hear a lot of is people who are over forty saying, Thank you, check this out. Thank you for giving me permission to dream again. Thank you for giving me permission, Trav, to have fun again in my life. I've lost myself somewhere along the way. It's like, dude, what happened? So, you know, I want people to live a regret-free life rather than regretful life. And what this whole Bucket List concept is, and I did the TED talk on it, I've done the book on it now called the My Bucket List Blueprint. It's a 12-letter acronym. To help people unpack or unearth, should I say, their own version of their own personalized holistic bucket list. And it really helps you go north, south, east, west in your own brain and helps you extract and articulate this list and maybe bring the unconscious to conscious. And then I say, Okay, well, it's not all about travel, which is expensive and you need a lot of time to go and go Machu Picchu, but it allows people to be happier now. It, I'm into instant gratification and delayed gratification i want people to be happier now through this through these teachings and it's really has helped a lot of people through dark times and also help people see the light at the end of the tunnel and create this tangible life plan that i that you talked about in the intro and it's not just about it's really not about just writing a bucket list and then going and doing it it's really about how a person reverse-engineers every aspect of their life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. It's the growth of them on this journey towards the des- these self-imposed destinations. But more importantly, and I want, want the listeners to get this, what this is really about is helping people see the bigger version of themselves that exists on the other side of the bucket list. Then mm. that is the person that we do not know yet. That's called our potential. And we, when we as human beings see more of our own potential like a five-year-old kid learning how to ride a bike, it puts a smile on our face. Maybe, maybe all over again, it put, you know, on the other side of your bucket list is a you that you do not know yet. If, you, if it doesn't inspire you, you're not a human being. You know, if this, if this doesn't, in, you know, motivate you to, to, to push your boundaries, your comfort zones a little bit more, you're not a human being. Gro- you know, growth is a big part of being a human not being a mouse on the wheel.
0: Oh, that's so important. And I, I think also too, it's so vital that we catch adults, right? Like you, your main audience is adults who, who feel that unsatisfaction. And what's interesting too is uh, you're a dad and it's like a lot of the stuff like you said is reverse engineering what we've sort of been taught, our life experiences, all of that. But how do we cultivate this same awareness, culture of fun, culture of curiosity in our kids? Like, I'm, I don't don't have kids yet. I plan on having them at some point in the future. But yeah. I do think it's yeah. so important to begin, at least, the process of teaching people not to repeat this cycle of just like, all right, I'm going to do whatever people tell me to, even though it doesn't make me happy.
1: Okay, straight up, straight up. I'm i a stepdad to four kids. Right, I'm very, 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 very aware of this. Be the example. Be not tell them, not don't, don't say, hey, go to this coach or go and read this book, and uh, you know, or, or oh, this is what you should, you must, you have to, to live your life. No, yeah. dickhead. Go be the example for others to follow. Simple as that. Do you want to be? A, a son or a daughter of a parent that's always bitching and complaining about the government or their lot in life, um, about just making ends meet, about how tough life really is. I'm disengaged. Oh my god, the man's just riding me, you know, like bitching about big, you know, big business, the small guy. Um, which is what our news is all about, by the way.
0: Yeah.
1: And where the glass is always half empty, you know, like when you catch up with those sort of people, you feel like you need a wash or a holiday afterwards. I mean, imagine living with that sort of person. Imagine that sort of person is your parent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it, it, it's toxic. And some of our friends and some of our close family are like that. And, and look, that's all well and good. Love and respect them, but put them in a fucking box. Yeah? yeah put them in a box honestly your life is not charity and you're yeah. going to live a regretful life if you don't do that sooner rather than later mm. but what you can do is just switch it and be the example that you want to see in the world like Gandhi said be the example for others to follow and be that glass half full kind of person Get around other people that inspire you that when you, you know, leave conversations or hangouts with them, that you are inspired. They're adding to you. And what I call this person a bucket lister. You know, more opportunities come their way. These people normally get raises. They get, they get business opportunities more often than not. You know, people want to be around those kind of people. Mm-hmm. I, I want those kind of people to be my parents. And I definitely want those sort of, those sort of kids, you know, within our family, they're an inspiration. No, no, it's not about faking it. It's about being it, be the change that you want to see in the world, but really walking the talk. And we, we've got our bucket list coaches around the world now. And one of our tribe values is be, be a bucket lister first and foremost, be the, the type of coach, that is attractive, you know, more spiritually than anything. That um, th- that people want to be around. If you're a dickhead, then you're going to be a dickhead coach. You're not going to be example. You're you're going to repel people wherever you go. Take this as maybe a, a a conscious culling that has to happen. You know, maybe an upgrade in your in your ecosystem, uh, upgrade in your friend circle a compartmentalization of some people, even your family who are very close to you that are having a toxic effect in your life. That's a really big, one thing that I used to do In I used to run these three and a half day bucket list experience events, <clears throat> really interesting exercise. And I used to uh, get people to bring you know, get out their phones, their, their, their cell phones, right? and I'd say, okay, well, we do this kind of ecosystem, you know, you're the result of the five closest people around you and, and, you know, it's an old it's an old exercise. We've got people to take out their phones and then literally delete the contacts that have, are no longer serving them out of their phones, right? And people would be like, oh my God, that guy, oh my God, I don't even know who that is. And then it just delete, delete, delete. And and I said even the you know even the people that you know that are just toxic like if they if they called you you'd go nah busy delete 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 at the end everyone were I swear were five inches taller Mm -hmm. breathing deeper less burden shoulders back feeling magnificent people were crying even going how did like and I'm carrying around this toxicity this burden Mm -hmm. in my pocket every day. Energetically, it's it's hard to carry around that kind of a backpack, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. And you you wrap this up in a beautiful bow about really bringing back the core concept of being the example, setting the example, Mm. doing everything in your power to surround yourself with the right kind of people, doing Mm. what you need to do to show others that this is possible. As a parting question, what is one Piece of advice, and I know that's tough because I'm sure you have millions that you could mm-hmm. talk about. One piece of advice for that person who is on the cusp—they're ready to make some change. They just don't really know where to go from here.
1: Look, I'm—I'm going to be self-serving here, but uh, they need to watch. Have you watched my TED talk yet? Yep, I've got a—I've got a mobile. That was my fuck you forty haircut, so that was uh, <laughs> watch it. Watch the TED talk. Um, buy the book. All right. And literally, and how's this, I mean, this is, I know, how old are you, Hayley?
0: 23.
1: All right, so this is gonna be super, like, old-school analog. Uh, (laughs) But remember this thing? It's called a pen, right? I'm being facetious. It's called a pen, and this is called, yes, paper. All right, so when you write stuff down, there's this whole conscious exercise of making it, whatever you write down, more real, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the studies suggest that if you actually write stuff down, goals, let alone bucket list items, you've got a 42% more likelihood of them actually manifesting. Oh, wow. 42% That's if huge. you just write shit down. Like if you just write shit down, you're halfway there. So guys, when you're writing stuff down, here's a really important note. we we'll only worry about the what, what it is and why. Mm-hmm. don't worry about the how fuck the how. the the universe god whoever will make the how come to fruition but if the why is strong enough the how will work itself out right because what you're doing is you just type it when you write stuff down you're actually typing into google here you're typing in your search of what sort of information you now want the universe to provide and that's what how it works but we're not typing in we're not even writing. There's even studies that suggest that that if you write old school pen and paper versus even typing into a phone or into a into a, a laptop or whatever, that actually writing has got a more conscious got more consciousness around it. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that would be my suggestion. Get a book. Go through the My Bucket List Blueprint. I created it to be a framework, a, a structure, um, a structured framework to uh, to help people really unpack what's in their head right now and separate their daily to-do list from their bucket list because right now they're swimming around with each other up there and guess which one gets done on a day-to-day basis first your daily to-do list until something traumatic or dramatic happens to you or a loved one and then suddenly you reprioritize on a dime Mm -hmm. so i want to set i want you to take time out of your life to work on your life unpack your bucket list, get it down on paper, and go after the low-hanging fruit, all right? Go after the easy ones that don't take any money, don't take any time that you can just do it. And that creates this, what I call in the book, a snowball, a bucket list snowball effect. It just builds momentum, creates momentum and motivation, just smash through the bigger ones later on. Now, I'm doing five things at the moment. So you just, it's not like you do one thing and then another, and then another, it, do them do more consecutively. But this is really about choosing happiness and living deliberately.
0: Beautiful. Choosing happiness and living deliberately. I absolutely love that. As a final note, where can people find you? Where can they get your book and connect with you one-on-one?
1: Yeah, the book. And I literally, this is the only copy on planet earth right now. So uh, actually I've got a hundred copies coming today, but I literally just released it two days ago. So you can go to um, Amazon on, you know, obviously it's all on there. But if uh, people want a signed copy, they can go to com forward slash book and I'll find it up there. And yeah, I can do a, a, do a signed copy. Or if they're into Kindle, go to amazon.com. Please leave a leave a review. I'm working out how this whole author thing works. And this was a massive thing, as I said. This it, it is a massive thing on my bucket list to get this done. Thanks to COVID, I <laughs> I stopped traveling, I stopped traveling and I could sit down and write and finish uh, Talk about a massive uh, tug of war in perfectionism and procrastination. Mm. Um, but yeah, go to bucketlistguy.com for everything else. If they, people want to suss out about being a coach, go to bucketlistcoach.com. Yeah, mostly on Instagram these days. So bucketlistguy.travel is where you can find me there.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Trav. I oh, highly encourage everybody. Oh yeah. Go for it. Highly. Okay. Yeah.
1: I've got a challenge for you though. Are you ready?
0: Oh, I'm so ready. Your, my, my,
1: I don't care if anyone's watching this or even listening. This is me to you. All right. I want you to either buy a book you know, have a look at the Ted talk or whatever. And I want you to send me your bucket list.
0: I will do that.
1: Okay. You've got to write it down. You take a photo of it. I don't care. Just you've got to get it to me. So everyone else watching, listening to this, do the same. But Haley's going to be the example for you to follow. Like accountability that I'm building in right now. I so do. you're going to send it to, and I'll call you out on social media too if you don't do, <laughs> do it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll make a real ass. I'll make a real asshole myself. You're going to send it to trav at the Trav at the So do guy. that guys. I want you to just send me your bucket list, please.
0: Send drive my bucket list. Hell yes. I'm definitely going to do it. I might even make like a shareable Google Doc or something and have people look at mine. If they get stuck and need right. some inspiration, I'll put all of your links for your book and website and all that stuff down in the description of this podcast. And uh, I encourage everybody else to do the same to put together your bucket list, watch the TED Talk, get inspired, get motivated, and really take such a small step. But like you said, just starting is half the battle. And once we do that, the rest is history and it'll snowball from there. So this has been an incredible conversation, Trav. Thank you so much again for being here.
1: Cool, Hayley. Love your work. Thanks so everyone.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Letting It All Hang Out. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. And as always, I know I did. I'd love to hear your thoughts and start a conversation with you. So feel free to send me a voice message right here on Anchor. Or you can send me a message on any of my social media platforms at Haley Kalani. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E-K-A-L-A-N-I. Much love to you all. Until next time, stay well.